From bloated and tired to free and inspired, welcome to Free and Inspired Radio with Philip Watkins, your weekly dose of everything digestion and mental health related. We hope you enjoy this episode. Here is your host, Philip Watkins. Yes, yes. Hi there. Welcome to another episode of Free and Inspired Radio. I'm your host, a naturopathic practitioner, Philip Watkins, and I'm grateful to have you with us today. If you're new to the show, well, the title says it all. It's all about feeling free and inspired and exploring the many different avenues you can take to get there, whether it's deep dives on digestion and mental health solutions or guests who offer their own stories and answers. I hope I can be the type of guide you can rely on to unlock the agency you have to reach your own mental and physical competency. Let's get started with what's coming up on today's episode. Coming up on this week's show. Episode 9 is upon us and this week we're going to be covering how your digestive system may be making your sense of fatigue worse. Fatigue is a funny word coming to the end of 2021, isn't it? There's a somewhat obvious pandemic fatigue, then the end of the year fatigue, the end of the school year fatigue, the list can go on, right? But what if it's none of these things and your fatigue has been going on for much, much longer? In this episode, we're going to be looking at how your digestive system can make you feel tired and foggy. But first, as I do whenever I meet someone interested in improving their sense of energy, we need to define better what the problem could be which leads us to the question, could the definitions of energy and fatigue be independent of each other and different things? Well, a group of researchers do think so. And this proposed difference is in fact one of my favorite yet unproven hypotheses. And it starts with an interesting statistic that up to 45% of Americans and around 10% of Hong Kongers have reported persistent fatigue. That's a really large group of people. We're talking about the tens of millions in the US and we're talking just around, just under a million people in Hong Kong. This intriguing part is that there's actually no agreed way to measure fatigue, which in my interpretation makes it a 100% subjective experience. Furthermore, a lot of fatigue is treated as a symptom of another underlying illness. However, unfortunately, studies have demonstrated that up to half the people seeking help for their fatigue do not actually receive a diagnosis explaining it. Generally, the phrases lack of energy and fatigue are interchangeable, when in reality, low energy could be a lack of vigor, and fatigue is better expressed as a perception of reduced physical or mental capacity. You may have heard me choose to use the term competency with you, my audience, and my patients as well. Based on these definitions, it's possible to have both low vigor and a sense of underwhelming physical and mental competency. Studies have actually looked into this difference with some clear differentiation. One study found the passive things like sitting at a desk or watching TV, for example, have a stronger tendency to decrease energy instead of increasing fatigue. In another study, exercise has a more significant effect on increasing energy than reducing fatigue. Now, a meta-analysis of 16 studies on exercise specifically demonstrated that high-intensity exercise increases energy but not, does not decrease fatigue. Now, for this episode, let's talk about fatigue. Now that we've explored the definitions of energy and fatigue, it's this type of reduced mental and physical competency that we're looking to solve, but also as a symptom we commonly see connected with the dysfunction in the digestive system. 
Now, chronic fatigue syndrome, or CFS, is connected to leaky gut or intestinal permeability, and the correction of leaky gut improves symptoms within CFS. So that's actually drawn specifically from a journal, which is kind of cool. Now, an extension to this is that over 60% of people with irritable bowel syndrome or IBS reported fatigue in combination with their other symptoms. That's a significant difference to control groups. Fatigue actually ranks as the third most common symptom after frequent bowel movements and abdominal pain in IBS as well. So you can see there there's a connection both on one, is a, what we call a bi-directional connection if you like, between CFS and the correction of digestive symptoms improving chronic fatigue, but also fatigue being a major part of irritable bowel syndrome as well. That once again kind of really, you know, expresses this bi-directional gut-brain connection that we love so much here on this show but also at philipwatkins.health. This increased fatigue has been explained by the connection between the immune and digestive systems. So first the inflammation occurs within the gut and the immune system. Consequently the immune system becomes imbalanced and breaks down the intestinal tract's lining as part of its activity. This imbalance then leads to a broader inflammation across the body systems likely to cause severe fatigue in many conditions. So if leaky gut is the end game that can lead to fatigue, then it seems the next logical question is what causes the inflammation that begins the process? The answer to that is something that we'll be exploring in different ways in this pillar of the uh, website here, but also the show where an imbalanced bacterial diversity within the microbiome, or commonly known as gut dysbiosis, seems to be a big origin point. So in part of the gut dysbiosis picture, gram-negative bacteria set up shop in your digestive tract, causing fatigue. Gut dysbiosis has been implicated in many conditions, and I'm sure you're probably sick of hearing the term because it's just so overused, but it's actually been implicated in more severe mental health conditions as well as chronic fatigue. So before you rush to think that gram-negative bacteria are named that way because they are negative, it's actually not the case. Gram-negative bacteria are named this way because they have a thinner cell wall than other bacteria. More specifically, they don't actually respond to staining, which helps people to classify bacteria. Common gram-negative bacteria that cause this initial inflammation that we've discussed are Citrobacter, Enterobacter, Klebsiella, Proteus, and Acamantia. All of these are members of the proteobacteria phylum, which is one of the categories, if you like, of, of how we look at bacteria, how we classify bacteria in the gut. Similar to how bacteria colonize your teeth and around your gums, creating plaque that dentists clean for you, these gram-negative bacteria mentioned above set up colonies on the lining of your digestive tract and break down the part of the lining that they live on, causing the leaky gut. When the gut lining becomes leaky, something called an endotoxin that lives on the outside of the bacteria moves into the bloodstreams through the leaks in the lining of the gut, causing the immune system to flare up, creating a situation called endotoxemia, which sounds very, very intense. Endotoxemia manifests as a form of fatigue and a loss of motivation and something called anhedonia, which is an inability to feel pleasure in normally pleasurable activities which can sound a lot like depression right when treating fatigue in the clinic i often see adjunctive digestive symptoms in fact i would say i see it way more than the 60 percent that the statistics suggest but that's that's just me 
this combined picture is especially the case in the more chronic fatigue syndrome cases and you can often see the bacteria mentioned above pop up in high amounts in the results of comprehensive stool testing another panel we get to see within the stool testing is your pro and prebiotic levels and these indications can offer some great gateways to probiotic species and a genus that can help you so if you're new to this term genus it's just another once again another way of uh, uh, classifying categories of um, of some of the, the bacteria in your gut. So probiotics can actually assist fatigue-based symptoms, but you must be careful with which formula you choose if you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So you may have come across this episode because you've feel, been feeling a combination of digestive symptoms with fatigue or because you're struggling with more intense chronic fatigue syndrome symptoms. If you're in the latter category, this section of the podcast will be a little bit more important to cover as certain species of probiotics may help or hinder depending on which ones they are. So in the previous part of this podcast, we touched on gram-negative bacteria and fatigue, but what about gram-positive bacteria? Gram-positive bacteria are another category of bacteria that include many probiotics you might have heard of, such as lactobacillus. So wait a minute, let's pause here. Now you're telling me that probiotics aren't good for me. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that mounting research suggests that species of probiotics, such as some lactobacillus species, may do more harm than good depending on the context in which they are used. So let's explore that a little more. A pilot study looking into the microbiome change in chronic fatigue suggested that poorer mood was actually associated with higher levels of lactobacillus for all subjects, so even the control group. Unfortunately, they didn't state which species, and I would suggest also that I would agree that this is contradictory to the other studies suggesting that lactobacillus species decrease anxiety in chronic fatigue, which is another study. So you're confused yet. I basically told you one thing, then directly contradicted it again. When we come back from the break, I'm going to explain more and bring it all together about how these probiotics are interacting and maybe causing you to get worse in some cases, but then not worse in others. And we're also going to cover how you might be able to find out about your own microbiome and get one step closer to explaining your fatigue. We'll be back with more after the break on Free and Inspired Radio. to take a break. Are you enjoying this episode of Free and Inspired Radio? There's no better time to take back your personal health sovereignty. If you want to connect with more Free and Inspired episodes, simply subscribe to your favorite podcast platform or visit the website at www.philipwatkins.health for more information. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Free and Inspired Radio. I'm glad you're still with us. So I left you with a bit of a confusing cliffhanger in part one there where we looked at some of the contradictory information around lactobacillus or other gram-negative bacteria causing a worsening of fatigue symptoms. And in this part two, we're going to directly address that and try and explain why those forms of lactobacillus or some of these other species that are considered generally pretty good for you, or at least therapeutic, uh, are causing some of these unexpected problems. We're just going to look at maybe how you can take some charge and find out more about your microbiome and whether or not some of these things that we've talked about in the podcast today are applicable for you. So look, some probiotics create a form of lactic acid 
called D-lactic acid that have an undesirable change on the balance of the microbiome, making chronic fatigue worse. So here is the answer here. It's not just lactobacillus causing the problem. Some of the older research pointing to specifically lactobacillus has overstated this problem in my opinion. And what, but what has been found is that lactobacillus can interact with other species of commonly occurring bacteria that also produce D-lactic acid as well, such as Enterococcus, uh, Fecalis, and Streptococcus sanguinis. This imbalance or dysbiosis increases the amount of D-lactic acid beyond the threshold the human body can handle, creating an excess called D-lactic acidosis, the symptoms of which appear very similar to that of chronic fatigue syndrome. So the acidosis situation can, either, can also cause other problems in the brain. So, for example, elevated uh, levels of D-lactic acid have been shown in small studies to cause an inability to concentrate with some mental weakness, two symptoms synonymous with chronic fatigue syndrome, but also a more broader symptom that people experience that you may know of called brain fog. So what's the point here? Well, I see many patients who have tried a general broad-spectrum probiotic and have actually felt worse, and I know a lot of practitioners that feel the same way. Consequently, probiotics and their ability to help in this situation kind of get written off when the whole microbiome's balance might have been more of a problem than the specific probiotic formula that was bought off the shelf, often heavy with these lactobacillus species, right? So we're here now at a bit of a crossroads, right? I wish the answer to the question, does digestion make my fatigue worse, had some more cut and dry explanations. But still, in saying that, I think we have the answer to the question, the question in that it is a resounding yes. Still, what do you think? I think it's fair to say that we still need to be a little more patient regarding the, the straightforward explanations as to why the studies I do think are coming. And I think it will lie within more so not specific forms of bacteria causing the problem which we've already mapped to some extent with the gram-negative bacteria's contribution but our insights into the environment as a whole such as the balance between the different less pathological species that we've discussed above for example the gram-positive bacteria if you're looking to solve your issue around fatigue and its connection to your digestion you can investigate it using a comprehensive stool test such as the GI360 or the GI map with your local functional medicine practitioner or naturopath. Now, the microbiome is as unique as your fingerprint, and we have a lot to learn, but what we know is the proportions of the different species in your digestion can play a huge role in how you're feeling, especially in fatigue or your sense of mental and physical competency. The results of the test can take a little bit of guesswork out of your situation and help you take steps towards releasing yourself from feeling bloated and tired and help you find some of these answers that may feel a bit mysterious at the same time for your fatigue. So there you have it. What do you think? The connection between the brain and the gut seems to really present itself in a lot of different ways, but in this case, it's also presenting itself in fatigue and digestion as well. And I find this incredibly interesting. And I do think we're going to be finding out more and more about the uh, just the extent of how the microbiome is rippling out to some of these symptoms that do remain very much unexplained for a large quantity of people. If you enjoyed this episode of Free and Inspired Radio, please leave a comment and subscribe on YouTube if that's where you're listening. 
or leave a review on Apple Podcasts, share the episode with people you might think benefit from this and all the good stuff that can get the word out. It's always appreciated. I wrote a new article on a different element of the gut and mental health every week on philipwatkins.health. So if you'd like to hear more about that and get some exclusive content for the, uh, the email community, which we set up every week, then please go to the website and be added to our growing community. For now, have an amazing week. We're almost to Christmas, so I'm sure things are ramping up for a lot of people. Please be gentle with each other, be kind and think of the compassion. Think of the fact that most people are feeling a little uptight with all the crazy stuff going on as well as Christmas. And I will look forward to connecting with you next week. See you then. This show is all about you, and we hope you finished this episode feeling one step closer to feeling free and inspired. We'll be back next week, but if you want to know more about Philip, please catch a digital flight to www.philipwatkins.health for further details about how we might be able to help. In the meantime, have a great morning, afternoon, or evening, and we'll see you for another episode next week.